you people should not say i do not do anything for you because this podcast i'm about to um get into was supposed to be a blog post you would have been reading for years <laughs> hey kasapolenie <laughs> anyway let me greet i'm polite i'm a polite person let me greet so good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are or whenever you're listening in this is the hope in zoe podcast or his h-i-z podcast as i call it and i am just a little girl please allow me to be great (laughs) i am just a little girl on the quest to cross the world with the love of christ this will hopefully be a place for us to love to feel safe accepted belong be encouraged motivated a place for all of us to be checked by the holy spirit or to be applauded by him you know just a place for us to chill you know just chill a community we'll build community as well but it's just a place for us to chill so yeah welcome welcome so today's podcast is actually my first book review um yeah and it's seeking allah finding jesus by nabil kureshi i hope i'm pronouncing it well but we'll just call him nabil because i i don't want to um yeah i don't want to mess up his surname but that is what we are going to be talking about today. So yeah, let's get right into it because you guys know that a sister can talk. So love is the reason I picked up the book. It's love that led me to this book. And before you guys go like, ooh, she met a Muslim boy and hold on, relax. Okay, <laughs> relax. But yeah, love led me to this book. Um, I had believed this thing for a long time. And over the years, I had sort of like loosened my grip on that belief. But it wasn't until a couple of years ago that the Holy Spirit made a statement to me concerning what I had believed when I was younger. And I was left with questions. Like I was, I had so many questions. And even though he was giving me the answer or the answers, there weren't answers I really liked or wanted to hear in that moment. So, you know, I was like, let me go look for it elsewhere. Because, I mean, I wanted answers that didn't hit as hard as, you know, Senior Noche, he doesn't play. <laughs> so, I, I wanted answers that didn't hit as hard. I mean, I knew it was truth, but I wanted to hear it from, you know, a softer place, <laughs> if I could put it like that. Then, I think, um, a year or two after that, in a conversation with my friend Ellie, who has actually reviewed this book, so I'll put the link somewhere. He reviewed it a couple of years ago so he would say don't judge my writing yes but yeah it was a good review um he suggested that I, I i read this book and even sent me the e-version of it but if you know me i'm a hard copy kind of reader i would always pick um reading the hard copy first before um i'll consider the consider the e-version or the e-book yeah i don't know. i feel like it's um better for me i don't get distracted as much but if i'm reading on my on my phone an ig notification pops up and that's the end (laughs) so i told him that i would wait till i get the hard copy and then i would read it i think this was about 2018 thereabout and i got the hard copy a year later was it 20 yeah i got the hard copy somewhere between 2019 and 2020 but i still didn't read it you know i'd even forgotten that yeah i wanted to read it for the reason i mentioned earlier so then 2020 i had nowhere to go january yeah i think i had nowhere to go i had nothing to do so i said and the book was just staring at me it was on my table so i was like let me just get into the book and to be very honest with you when you look at the cover of the book there's not really much motivation for you to read it 
but yeah i decided to um get into it anyway and i am so glad so so glad that i did so nabil nabil um he passed away actually he passed away in 2017 i believe yeah he's uh well i'm still going to use him in the present tense because i don't know he still lives on i mean his book is still teaching me things so let me just put him in the present tense so nabil is a pakistani christian um, american christian apologetic you know and he wrote this book i think in 2014 well not wrote it he published it in 2014 and he gives us like a glimpse into his like islam home a devoted islam home i'm talking about the kind of muslims that travel to another continent for like a conference or like a convention or something like that like that's the kind of muslims they were not the ones that we don't realize they're muslims until there's a holiday and we see them yeah not those kind like the proper proper you know we are all about it kind of muslim and we took a journey with him as he fell in love with islam as a child and how he fell in love with allah more and more each day then one time he made a discovery that shook his whole foundation then the journey kind of shifts from like that child like you know environment to like a journey of his battle with his inner self where there was the truth and there was a truth that he had been told and the one thing i liked about this book i loved about this book actually was that it wasn't uh the usual i'm questioning um i was questioning muslim or islam right from the start and i was on a journey to prove that yes indeed they are wrong and i'm right kind of book it wasn't a i'm a christian now so i'm exposing and bashing the muslim one either it wasn't anything like that it wasn't even a quest to like prove that christians are right and muslims are wrong or muslims are right and christians are wrong it was just a search a journey for um to find or seeking who or what he's always known and it just happened that on that path he found the truth so like i mentioned before nabil passed away in 2017 three years after publishing the book and for me it made all the difference that um i read the book after his passing you know because as i read the book i just kept thinking you know i was so blessed by it and i just kept thinking what if he had decided to hold on to the book what if he had thoughts that he had all the time in the world to get to it later what if he had decided he wasn't christian enough to share this or well share it just yet you know i mean if it was me and i had just become christian I'll say, hey, let me give it about 10 years because let me make sure that my grounds are solid. Let me make sure that I'm knowledgeable in what I'm about to share, you know. But he didn't do that. He just got on with it. He just obeyed and got on with it. What if he had like the fear of judgment or he made it hold him back? We would have never had this powerful, challenging, yet very beautiful story. I'm so like, I'm so blessed by it. I'm so happy that he did. So then the first thing is for me is that, eh, put me in deep thoughts about um and the number of things that i've just shafted aside to do later or i even do it at all things that i've decided that i'm not qualified for or i don't know i can't do it or it's not time yet i have decided it's not time yet but yeah uh, the first thing that really hit me from the, right from the beginning of the book especially knowing that he had passed was the fact that purpose comes with timelines like when god asks you to do something when you have been um asked taxed with something they have time lines you know i'd made myself believe that i don't know when that happened but i made myself believe that um if i get to what i needed to get to eventually it was okay because i mean 
at least I still did it. You know, I had tried over and over to like convince myself that disobedience is only when you don't do it. But the truth is that delayed obedience is still disobedient. Like if you obey after the timing, it's still disobedient. You know, it's it's still taking me a while to get <laughs> to get it into my head. I see it with my parents and everything. Like they ask me to do something, and I'm thinking I will do it, all, but not in the time you are telling me to do it. Like I still did it, so that's not disobedience, but it's a lie. Delayed obedience is still disobedience i mean i will feel a burden to write on a certain subject or do a certain thing in a moment and then i'll decide that "Mm, i'm not ready enough or i'm not qualified enough to pick that up and i actually won't get to it then i get convicted about it because of one or two things you know senior nocho he doesn't just sit there and watch you misbehave like he would send things to remind you you know so then i'll try to pick it up again later and i'd realize that the breath or like the way it was fluid the first time it hits me it's not the same right now you know even for this review that i'm recording i should have recorded or written it back in january when i finished reading the book because there were just it was fresh and i had all these i don't want to call them revelations but i had all these insights that i would have loved to share because honestly it shook me myself but i didn't and here we are it doesn't feel the same it really doesn't and to think that I was immensely like blessed by this book and it was just because someone decided to heed and yield to the Holy Spirit and not only that, he acted on it in the time that he needed to. Very important, in the time that he needed to. So since Senor Noche came from my neck and my head, I'm also going to ask you this. What has God placed in your heart or in your hands that you have shoved to the side? that you are comforting yourself with a lie wrapped up as a legit, in quotes, reason. You know, we must all share the conviction. So I'm asking you, is there something that you're supposed to be doing that you've decided, oh, I'll get to it later, I'll get to it when I'm at this position, when I have X, Y, Z. But once God brings it to you now, unless he maps it out for you and tells you that, okay, I'm showing you the whole, I'm showing you like um, a year of the journey, but this is where you start from. Why haven't you gotten to it? Me, they asked me, so me, I'm asking you because, Charlie, we must all share the thing. <laughs> so that was the first thing that hit me. The purposes have timelines and that um, delayed obedience is still disobedience. That was the first thing that came to me because I thought about it and I was like, if he had waited, we wouldn't have had this book to read, you know. And then the second thing that hit me or I realized was that My only knowledge about Islam or Muslims was the little information they gave us during RME, religious and moral education, back in JSS. And even that, I thought about it, I was like, wait, the teacher was even Christian. So I hear, could he have taught us, you know? And I never, never bothered to find out um, more about them, to be honest. I never really, it wasn't an interest of mine. Meanwhile, every year, at the beginning of the year, year, I'm here well informed about the holidays they give us like i know that in july there's a holiday in august like i know all of those things but to be concerned about how they think mm -mm, it's never been a a thing for me it's never been something that held my attention or anything but then how did i hope to reach a heart of a muslim with no knowledge on what they believe or why they even believe that so in reading the book i realized that it's not the same for muslims or well his kind of muslims They were knowledgeable about Christianity. 
they knew what was said in the bible they knew who was important to us according to the bible they were schooled on it they had debates amongst themselves about it like they were knowledgeable about in their opinion our flawed belief and i don't i'm here and i don't even know one thing that is in the quran aside muhammad i really don't know anything else that they think or they believe and for some for the most part i still don't believe that i should know lines in the quran maybe i'm 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 wrong but that's how i feel in the moment but how do you expect to present something to someone how do you expect to tell someone that there's something like the truth that is contrary to what they've been living by and have called truth their whole lives and i feel like it's one of the reasons we can't we as christians can't reach the muslims because for most of us it's our our thing how we approach it or the attitude we have is i'm right and you're wrong you know that's it and usually this will lead to anger it will lead to judgment it will lead to condemnation and that is not how god operates we all know that so like it really got me thinking that wow like i haven't even bothered to be concerned with them yet i want to reach the hearts of some muslims you know and for them well the way nabil um, presents it and from what i have seen converting isn't like changing majors in university or like switching your jobs or something like that for a muslim there are costs that you must anticipate like you may lose friendships you may lose family you may be shunned like you may even lose your life so it's like a huge risk and as much as it's god that does the transformation in them or the conversion in them i realized through this book that the way we present it the presentation of of god through us must be done in love it must be done in knowledge and it must be done in wisdom we can't just decide that no i am right and you are wrong so this is how we are going to take it Nah, nobody will listen to you if somebody was trying to convert me to do something even buy something and the only reason is because i like it and and that's it i wouldn't be convinced you know so it really got me thinking about how we need to approach them in love definitely but we need to know have knowledge and seek wisdom like ask god for wisdom on how to present him to them you know so that's the second thing that we really do need knowledge we really do need love we do really do need um wisdom when it comes to um presenting god to his children that haven't realized that they're his children yet so yeah it's it really hits home like it really hits me hard when i was reading it i was like wow i haven't for me i've I've not even bothered to um try to convert anybody but yeah i'll get to that i think that's my um third or fourth point so the third actually is my fourth point (laughs) so the third point is that and hmm, i don't even know if this is okay or (laughs) if it's right for me to mention but it was so so beautiful for me to see how early the quran was introduced to nabil as a child how intelligent and diligent his parents were in delivering the quran to him so early i think there was a point where his sister had learned to recite it at age seven his older sister so he planned like he and his mom had planned that by age six he should know it like how beautiful is that you know i noticed that on what he was taught how early he was taught and how and how he saw his parents excited about it 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 influenced his reverence for allah and the quran like that's where he got his level of reverence and honor from and that is something if we are being honest maybe i'm mistaken but it's something if we are being honest most little children that are raised in christian homes don't have 
not well not that early you know so as i read the book i realized that we need to have our, our kids know and love the scriptures early there's nothing like too early the moment they are born even before their mommy because she starts like you know speaking things over their lives and things like that but yeah I, I, it just hit me how it's so important that at their formation stage we introduce god to them we introduce scripture to them and it's why i'm super excited i'm sure you guys have seen me on my instagram talk about it that there are resources being made available to ensure that god is right in the beginning of learning their abcs right in the middle of knowing their colors but the one thing to note is that beyond teaching them is ensuring that we live out the scriptures and live out the principles that we are presenting to them because kids will always and not just kids but i'm just using kids as as an example right now but human beings or people in general will always um watch what you do over what you say but for kids they imitate over what you you tell them to do so my father would say that they watch you closely you they watch how angry you get when they don't do their homework from school they when they don't remember something from school but they also watch how you never ask them about sunday school how you don't get angry if they don't do their homework or not or they don't come and recite what they learned to them or not you don't even mind if they've forgotten what they've they've learned you know you've never walked them through scripture you never engage them concerning it like you do with schoolwork you know how how serious and intentional and diligent you are when it comes to their schoolwork they watch you and they're like uh we don't get that kind of you know involvement when it comes to church work or when it comes to sunday school so there you are thinking bravo like i i I drag my children to school i take my children to sunday school and then we do our little morning devotion or i fill the house with gospel music and that's it because the rest of the of your actions would define them more than these things that you think you are doing they watch more than you think they are watching because reading the book Nabil's love for Islam was developed because like he saw the reverence his parents and their community gave to Islam and to Allah he saw how being Muslim came before anything else he saw how if he asks his father something his solution comes from the Quran you know and as parents and as people well let me use parents as parents we are going to be heroes to our children they're going to see us as these heroes so imagine that we are able to present to them our hero like their hero has a hero can you imagine the reverence and the respect they would have so the bottom line for me was that you can tell people all you need to tell them about christianity but it will never ever inform them or their decision their decision like um you would if you lived it out or how you hold yourself to the standards and principles you're presenting I don't know if that's making sense but yeah it's it was really loud in the book because i watched i mean as i read the book and how he spoke about his father even till the end and spoke about his family and as a whole and everything you can tell that his parents did a good job of living out um islam so much that he was convinced like he was convinced that there's no other way there's no other um path for him but that and now to the final thing clap for me i've done well i have done well i'm so proud of myself but imagine reading this though (laughs) but yeah um the final thing which is not the final thing i learned but the final thing i'm presenting um right now because you know we want to keep it short maybe i'll come back 
maybe and i'm doing this to give him pressure because we decided to ellie and i are supposed to get on a podcast and discuss this book so you can hear both views you can get um, hear how our views merge or how we see things differently and everything so yeah since i'm putting this here ellie you have to you have to do this so yeah <laughs> but anyway um the last thing the final thing that um hit me was let me take you back to the beginning remember how in the beginning i said love led me here hmm. well one fine morning early in the morning if you know me i like to do my um dishes at dawn because everybody is just asleep and then there's no movement and nobody's come to put their plates jury stick to the topic nobody's come to put their plates there so you can do it quickly and then be done and you can sleep in a little longer so i was one fine dawn i was doing um the dishes and i was talking to the holy spirit and i made a, a comment about how i love someone i was like ah but this person there i love them and the holy spirit was like you do not love them and i was like oh <laughs> bro like what's up <laughs> but honestly i was just like oh i like i was so like i vividly remember standing over the the sink like i was just like oh like as if he was in front of me and i froze i was like oh but i love them more and he was like no but if you love them you will introduce them to love himself like the person called love who loves so how can you say you love this person and cheerfully lovingly watch them go to hell i was like hey bro like we're all playing like, i just said like what's up <laughs> i was like senior nocho like really it's dawn can we just wait till the morning but honestly how can you claim to love somebody yet lovingly watch them to hell watch them go to hell crazy so when i was young um, i had this belief that um you cannot have a muslim friend don't like give me a moment but yeah i didn't understand how you can say i have a muslim friend so boldly claim to love them so boldly yet you've never sought to introduce christ to them like it didn't make when i was younger like probably um in holy child so probably 14 ish there like in my teenage years it was just crazy for me to think about i'm like ah, how do you have a muslim friend you claim to love these people yet you've never introduced love to them make it make sense you know for me it was like how do you have a solid friendship with let's say a german who speaks no english and you you speak no german there's no google translate like how does this person affect your life how do you communicate how does this person nourish you or how do you nourish them like how does it work and that's what it seemed like for me because you both have these different views you are both influenced by two different people so how do you have a soul tie with such a person you know it was very hard for me to to imagine that so as a child like i didn't understand how such a friendship could exist like i'm not even saying that oh don't be friendly or don't be kind i'm not saying that oh you can't be acquainted with somebody like that like like a muslim but it was so hard for me to imagine a soul tie where you are a christian an ambassador for christ and you make zero attempts to lead them to jesus like so what's the love that you're giving what is it <laughs> i don't know like I, i'm like ah and you do this all in the name of we are supposed to love people as they are but the truth is christ doesn't even love us as we are to leave us as we are he loves us as we are but it's to transform us it's to change like you know cause a change in us so when people say yeah i love the person that's it like 
I love them just the way they are, to leave them just the way they are. It didn't make sense to me at all. But anyway, I grew up and then I, f- I saw that I was among the, v- like, a, like the very few sets that thought so as well. So, you know, I started to, like, loosen my grip on it. I was like, mm, Julian, don't be too serious. They will trade me. We are finching. Dodo. Sorry if you don't speak to me. But, like, I used to think that you're too hard on some of these things. I like, chill. Like, you can love somebody and, you know, you know, present Christ to them or talk to them about Christianity. Because they've picked their side. They are adults. They've picked their side. Why are you coming to convince somebody? Then I pick up this book. And then we are introduced to David Wood. Who just made flesh what the Holy Spirit was teaching me that time um when i was doing the dishes because david cared for nabil and nabil and nabil knew this like he wrote about it in the book that he knew the extent to which um david cared for him but david cared for him so much that it compelled him to win his soul for christ because i mean let's think about it how can you claim you love someone yet you don't want to spend all of eternity with them what kind of friendship is that like where is that from you know so Nabil and David they were, I think they were both in medical school I may be mistaken but yeah they would goof around they would have these little debates this conversation about their fates they'll try and outdo one another here and there but then there was just one day that David was like you know enough with the games and then he said let me fight like the good fights for my brother like um let me you know challenge is thinking like let's put the games and the jokes and the goofing around aside and let me just address it because it looks like we are friends and this is my brother and like we are playing around that thing like we're not addressing the 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 seriousness of the issue or we're not addressing what needs to be addressed and for me what made me so happy was that nabil um called that moment a turning point like right now he is reunited with his heavenly father because there was someone in his life david Oh, I just realized that his name is David. And when they talk about friendship um, in the Bible, we usually look at David and Jonathan. Yeah, but there was a David in his life who cared for him so much. So much that he says, you know what? I'm not going to um, play these kind of games. I'm not going to um, laugh about it. Yeah, we can do boys, boys things. We can have our little jokes and things about faith. But I leave it like that. Now I'm winning this guy for Christ. Imagine. Nabil is reunited with God because somebody was bold enough, someone was brave enough, somebody cared enough to do that for him. And then he just challenged me to look at my friendship. Like, there are people that I claim I love. I claim I love them be and I'll be saying some things and, you know, them things. Oh, I love these people and I care for them. But in reading the book, it just hit me so hard that, ah, you care for these people, but it's only enough for this short time on earth. Like, you just cared for them in this period. You don't want to enjoy the enjoy internal life with them. You don't want them to have the good gifts of the father. You want to hold your hand, swinging it, dancing. Just say, you put walk in. Then when it gets to the road, you take the narrow one and then asamasa. Like, <laughs> it was sad for me. I was like, whoa. How are we doing that? Like, how are we watching our brothers, both the unbelievers and the Muslims and all the, the different kinds of people and just say that you know what eh, i've done my like you know i'm friends with them we are friends on other levels not christianity when christianity is supposed to be your whole life it's your breath god gives you breath so how do you connect to somebody outside of the breath that god gives you 
I was really shocked. When I read this book, I was really ashamed. I was shocked. I was empowered. I was excited. To be honest, I have read, if you know me, you know that A.W. Tozer is like my guy. I love all his books. Um, there is um, Kenneth Hagen. But with all the books I've read, I will still put this book in my top 10. Because it challenged my thinking. I think it was in the moment I was reading it. Is the fact that I could pay attention. I had nothing else distracting me. And there was silence. I could hear it. I could hear the Holy Spirit speak through it. It, it was just a, it was just an emotional um, experience for me but it was also an empowering one and i am so blessed i am so glad that i got to read it and these are just a few um things i learned from it hopefully when i come back to do another podcast or i decide or i find no no not not that i decide i find a good way to write out the rest wait what was i saying i just lost my thoughts yeah i'll bring to you the the other bits and pieces but this was such a good read um i would encourage anybody to read it if you have muslim friends i think you should read it even more (laughs) um but it's just for anybody it's not if you have muslim friends or not it's just um a good book to read it challenges your thoughts on so many different levels i have i happen to have the e-version that ellie sent me so if you have me on somewhere and you want to um read it and you don't mind the e-version you can um, hit me up i will email it to you um i can't promise that i can send you my hard copy because it's not even mine it's my dad's and my dad doesn't play with his books so (laughs) i wouldn't be able to give you the hard copy unless i know where you live and i can come there every time (laughs) so yeah this is it for me um i hope you picked something from it i hope it um encouraged you to want to read the book i hope it provoked your thinking on certain subjects and yeah until next time Stay blessed.